listening to another episode of the Unicorns podcast. This is a weekly interview series featuring some of Australia's best and brightest minds across business, motivation, entrepreneurship, success, and inspiration. My guest today is Dr. Brandon Gein, the CEO of Good Design Australia. Brandon, welcome to the program. Thanks, Justin. Pleasure to be here. Can I begin with, what is Good Design Australia? So uh, we're uh, an international design promotion and and advocacy organisation, and our main role is really uh, responsible for for running the the annual Good Design Awards, which take place here in in Australia every year. Um, The the awards themselves have a a very interesting and and proud history that that pretty much goes all the way back to, to 1958. So we're, we're one of the oldest design award programs in the world. We're very proud of that. Um, and a very interesting history in the sense that it was the organisation was actually set up originally as the Industrial Design Council of Australia, which was um, funded by the Commonwealth Government. Uh, it was set up uh, on, on a similar program uh, to the UK Design Council. And this is where it gets interesting because the UK Design Council was actually set up by Winston Ch- Churchill uh, after the war. Really? Uh, as a as a, a body to to help rebuild um, the United Kingdom after a, obviously a very very damaging war period. So um, there's that that really interesting history, which which really um, to me is fascinating because it also positions design as this enabler uh, of how do you rebuild an economy. And, uh, and 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 if we look at um, you know the state of the world today and the well, role there's of, a lot of design, of today. Exactly right. So I just think it's, uh, you know, that's uh, uh, a, a very interesting little insight into where our roots come from. But uh, in essence, we, we, we're, a, we're an advocacy organisation that promotes design, uh, but the idea of, of embedding design-led innovation into business, uh, into industry, and also as a, you know, as a national priority for, for Australia. Um, and the awards really act as a benchmark. They, they act as... Um, uh, an opportunity for, for for business to enter products, services, um, digital apps. We've got architectural design projects being entered, um, design strategy, uh, engineering design, fashion design. It's one of the broadest design award programs, also in the world. So we're very proud of that, and it's a it's a nice benchmarking program that really recognises excellence in in in, in design and innovation uh, on a global stage. How did you begin a career in design? Uh, I um, <laughs> I think I've you know I've been asked this question. I kind of I just think I've always been a designer. You know I've always been a curious. Even as a small kid, I've just been curious and 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 inquisitive with regards to how things work. Uh, uh, constantly taking things apart, seeing how they've been constructed, what materials they've been made from, and that led me to a. Uh, um, to study mechanical engineering, um, I, I then switched over and, and, and completed a degree in industrial design, um, and and have just basically been fascinated by the world of design and, and what I call seeing the world through the lens of design, which is which is really this idea of positioning design as a problem solving tool. You know, I've done a whole life at the last twenty odd years, just really been advocating for. Um, how design can actually be used to improve things, whether that's a, a, a simple product, 
uh, or, a, or a service or a business or even to, to a certain extent, uh, our entire economy uh, and the role that, that design plays at every single level and every single uh, stage of, of, of those multiple areas. So, um, And you've, you've, you've got a PhD in design, but what, what, was, your, what was your thesis? Uh, yeah, I, I did. Uh, I spent uh, I spent seven years uh, digging into uh, uh, really trying to understand how do you how do you evaluate good design? This idea of what good design is, how do you measure it? What are the metrics um, that that go around trying to whether you pick up a product or a, or, a, or a business or even a service and and, and trying to understand the, the criteria. Uh, and the evaluation process that is then applied uh, when you're looking at something and trying to determine whether it's it's well designed or not. So uh, it ended up in a, a PhD in environmental sustainability. That was sort of the, the angle that I took, and uh, and very very passionate about uh, the, the area of environmental sustainability and the and the role that design plays within that. And so, based on that, what would you say some of the biggest design challenges are at the moment? You mentioned COVID before, obviously, but the, some of the design challenges that we're currently facing as a nation. Uh, you know, it's it's. I think I think the the, the current uh, COVID nineteen crisis has has really turned the entire world upside down. It certainly has uh, for us as a as a nation, uh, and and really, I guess, reinforced. The, the the importance of, of Australia and every other country as well to really look at how they become more resilient as a as a as a, as a country, more self sufficient. Um, you know how do we how do we make sure that we are able to um, design, produce, develop our own products, whether that be food, whether that be medical equipment. Um, you know, with supply or a vaccine. Vaccines would be great. I'd be nice to 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 have Australia crack that one. Um, but I think it, you know, for me, it it, it what's what this COVID nineteen thing has done is is really put a spotlight on the fact that um, design, creativity, innovation are critical things for a country. You know, I think for for far too long, Australia has almost been. Uh, relatively spoiled uh, in the sense that we've had a very strong resource sector here. We've been able to dig up our resources and, and, and export them overseas. But when something like this hits, you know, it really hammers home the importance of actually digging up our own IP uh, in, a, in a different sense mm. and, uh, and leveraging that, that, that as, a, as a national export as well. So do you, um, as a designer, see evidence of designers coming together now during this pandemic to find a design-led solution for some of the challenges that we're that we're now facing. Yeah, there are there are multiple examples of of companies not only here in Australia but also overseas that have, you know, there's this new word called pivot. They've all pivoted their businesses around trying to to uh, address this 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 challenge that we now face. Uh, manufacturing companies that may be in one particular area of manufacturing a product. Have have retooled and repurposed their their operation to either design face masks or you know PPE equipment. Uh, um, a, a, probably the best example I've seen is a you know the well-known company Dyson in the UK, um, who have obviously an incredible amount of expertise in designing uh, vacuum cleaners, you know, uh, motors that spin at very very high uh, revolutions, and 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 transitioning that towards designing ventilator systems. Uh, here in Australia, companies like Resmed. 
uh, you know, who d- d- design and develop um, sleep apnea machines. Again, changing their, their business model and, and and pivoting it towards trying to address this this issue as well. So, uh, and then there's the broader, you know, the broader view of design as well, Justin, where designers don't only look at the product, but they actually look at the the whole service and 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 the, the system, sort of systems eco ecosystems around a business and saying, right, how how can we readjust um, user design? Uh, process to help readjust and realign a business uh, that may have been impacted by by this uh, by this uh, pandemic. You know, it was interesting. I remember when Kevin Rudd came to power and he had that uh, 2020 summit. Uh, I was going through the annual report or the the final report the other day to see if there was any reference to pandemic, and the, the, there was a reference there. It was spoken about in depth, but I think everyone probably didn't comprehend fully the dislocation that a pandemic could have and look look what it's having now do you think there's any way you could design a plan to cope with what we're seeing at the moment uh, absolutely you know and I, I think everyone's been completely um, you know um, Obsmacked at how um, how this 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 crisis has has really had an impact on on our world and nobody I mean I you know I, I, not in my lifetime did I ever expect to to be living through something like a pandemic so I think to answer your question absolutely I think a lot of um, the, the 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 sort of thinking that needs to be applied now is. Um, what what countries are actually addressing uh, or putting in systems and processes and policies in place that is um, having the greatest impact in in reducing um, you know the number of, of infected people and obviously the number of, of deaths that extends to uh, government policy it extends to um, right down to our health system you know h- how do we design better hospitals to cope with the pandemic um, and how do we future proof our health system so that um, you know, God forbid, something like this 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 comes along again. And 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 from what what I've been reading, you know, this 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 may not be the last pandemic we ever encounter. Um, so I think it, I think design is a, is a huge role to play here in terms of what did we do right, what did we do wrong, what can we learn, and how do we then design a a a, a very well. Um, uh, you know, a, a, a better solution going forward, and that extends right through to products, systems, services, policy, the, the whole thing. And and what does that national design plan look like? Um, you know, country by country. And I think I think a, another big aspect is also you know not only doing it in a, in an isolated environment. What can we learn from other countries? We're seeing countries like like Taiwan, for example. Uh, you know addressing this really really well what are the systems and processes they had in place as a country because they've been through an epidemic before and how do you then have a you know a, a, a blueprint for this going forward? even the way we work you think about everyone now is is largely to some degree working from home trying to figure out remotely if there's some way to maintain business continuity but based on based on this experience what do you, what do you see coming out of COVID from a design point of view, even the way, say, you know, offices look like or workplaces look like. I mean, the, the, the day, to me, it, the days of everyone working in an office, uh, sitting around uh, an open plan um, environment might <laughs> might be over. 
Yeah, it's it's really interesting, isn't it? I think again, you know, the, the, let's say necessity is the, the mother of all invention, and, and now that we're sort of forced to um, to use digital technology, we're forced to be working from home. I think what I'm hearing is a lot of people are actually quite surprised that business can actually um, generally go on as usual. For those people who are in the service sector, I mean, here I am talking to you. I'm at home. Um, I've been working from home, home the last last five weeks. I mean, our, you know, our business is has had to make some pretty big adjustments, but we're still we're still up and running. And I think what's going to be interesting is, um, you know, all uh, this idea of going into a workplace and doing that on a Monday to Friday, nine to five, um, after, you know, after all this, we, as we say, go back to normal. Um, I think people will kind of turn around and go, actually, it was, it was, there were parts of working from home that worked quite well. There were parts, obviously, that you do need that, that social interaction. You do need to be with your colleagues in a, in a face-to-face environment. But um, I, think, I think there's going to be a big shift. Uh, I think working from home is, is going to be um, seen as, as, a, as a viable solution for a lot of businesses. Uh, a lot of big businesses, obviously, spending, you know, uh, a lot of money on on high rentals uh, in the CBD. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. What are those big commercial properties going to do now if they're all sitting empty? How do they pivot as well as a as an industry? Uh, how can those buildings be repurposed, for example, um, into other into other ways? Uh, you know, the idea of of of, of just looking at food production. Uh, a very interesting discussion around uh, big high rise buildings being repurposed into vertical farms, for example. So food being something that uh, you know that that we all obviously need to sustain ourselves. How do you look at those 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 big buildings and uh, and start to to see them as uh, as as production of, of of food, which would be really really interesting as well. I think where I think it's it certainly has has changed um, a lot of the way that we interact as 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 workers um, and a, and a much more a much greater emphasis on technology as well and uh, the ability to communicate um, through, you know, through through uh, applications such as Zoom and, and Skype and and, uh, and all the other, you know, various applications. I think that's going to be much more of a norm going forward. It, it goes to your point that you've raised in the past about design playing an important role in just about every aspect of our lives. We just don't realise it. A hundred percent. You know, it's. Uh, I think. I think that's the. I, I continually say that um, the biggest challenge with design is that it's everywhere. It is absolutely everywhere, unless it's a tree growing out of the ground. You know, we, design has has resulted in the buildings that we that we live in and that we work in, the products that we use every single day, the services that we interact with. Um, and 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 uh, you know a lot of those things are badly designed. Some of them are, are very very well designed. Uh, some of them are not very good for the environment. It's a big role. It's something that I'm personally passionate passionate about is is the role of design in in in, in uh, uh, making our world a bit more sustainable. Uh, a lot of impacts to, that products have uh, contribute to um, you know either landfill, um, and and we need to design that out. You know the designers play a massive role in uh, determining what what impact what environmental impact uh, a product may have 80% of those those impacts are, are locked in at the uh, at the design stage so uh, it's an incredibly important thing to get right um, and you know the, the, there's there's a lot of talk now as well about you know this 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 is one crisis and it's a very very big global crisis but 
the other crisis that was once on the agenda, it's not being spoken about now, is, uh, is, is the, the global warming, for example. Mm, climate um, change. Climate change being, being something that's not going to go away. You know, we need to think about that. We need to make sure that design is positioned as one of the enablers to, to help address that big challenge because that potentially is even even bigger challenge, uh, challenge on a global sense, but it's just going to take much longer uh, to roll out. Uh, so, so how then? You, you, you mentioned before, obviously, good design, and on the flip side, there's bad design. How, how do you know when you see something that is badly designed? Straight away, in fact, it's just to me, it's very simple. It's not solving a problem. Um, and you might go, well, okay, well, uh, uh, look at a look at a kettle. I mean, you know, um, I always use it as an example. If you know, if it's not if it's not serving a purpose, if it's not boiling your water in a functional, easy to use manner, it's perhaps using a little bit less electricity. It's it's just a piece of decoration. It's a bit of landfill. You know, it's going to last for six months and it's not going to work and you're going to throw it away. Uh, when something doesn't work intuitively, when you need to read an instruction manual to kind of figure out what button to push, um, when it's all of those, to, all of those things to me are, are very, very, you know, they're, they're, they're examples of bad design. Um, and we see so much That's of every it. every flat pack I've ever, I've ever got from a hardware store or Ikea going, God, how do I put this together? Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, it, 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 it extends beyond just product, you know, it, it's, it's, it's also in the digital realm as well. When you, when you sort of click on a, on an application and, uh, it just doesn't do what you want it to do, you know. Whether you're, you're trying to log into a video call and 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 the, the login button's in the wrong place, and it just doesn't. It's badly designed, and that that's that's not you know it's not technology's fault. It's the people who've designed it and got it got it wrong. So there's there's tons <clears throat> of examples of bad design, but I just think it's that overarching um, umbrella of if it's not solving a problem and if it's not actually helping you. Um, you know, do what you do in your daily life in a very unambiguous and easy-to-use way, then it's bad design. My guest today is Dr. Brandon Gein, CEO of Good Design Australia and one of the world's leading experts in all things design. Okay, the Good Design Awards. I think they've been going for over 60 years now. Tell me about the Good Design Awards. Right, so 62 years is this year. We, um, we had our 60th anniversary on, in 2018, and uh, the, the awards um, are really there to, to celebrate excellence in design and, and, and innovation. Um, everything from product and industrial design, uh, digital design, uh, so websites, apps, uh, architectural design, search design, engineering design, uh, practically anything that that has been designed, uh, it's such an incredibly broad range of, of, of stuff that we get submitted. Um, we have a panel of Australian and international uh, judges who then go through and, and evaluate those projects and uh, and try and find the ones that are truly um, innovative, the ones that are going to have the biggest impact on 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 our world in a positive sense, of course. Um, and those that are fantastic examples of, of just really, really good design. And there's some brilliant stuff um, every year that we get that we get in. That the ones that end up winning the, the the top prizes, of course, are those that will will genuinely have an impact on our lives. So the, the the overall winner last year, uh, Justin, you know this quite well, is a, a 3D bioprinter from a company called uh, Inventia. Um, uh, really just and it's an Australian company uh, that you know they basically have figured out a way to to replicate cells uh, human cells and, and 3d print those so it's going to help treat uh, patients with cancer 
in a much more effective way in terms of the, the dosage required uh, when, 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 when people do, do suffer from cancer treatment. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, we, we also, of course, have a student category as well, so very conceptual uh, design, really trying to have a, a look into what the future looks like. Uh, and it's a really, really fascinating for me. It's, uh, it's just one of the, 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 the best things that we do in terms of running the awards program. Cast your mind back, say, over the last 10 years. What, what are some of the standout um, design winners that have really made an impact on not only you, but the judges and, and, and the world at large? Oh wow! This is like the, <laughs> the top <laughs> ten. Um, seriously, there are, there are there are so many. It's really really hard to kind of pick um, a bunch. I I can't go past uh, one of one of my my favourite projects is a, um, a a little product called the Sea Bin. Um, they they won a one of our awards uh, a couple of years ago. This is a the best way to describe it. Really, is a uh, a skimmer box that uh, that sucks plastic out of uh, out of the ocean. Uh, they uh, they put these uh, sea bins in marinas uh, now uh, operating around the world and uh, work in a very, very clever little principle where uh, they just suck plastic and de- debris uh, on the surface of the water. Um, that was that was such a groundbreaking product at the time. Uh, another favourite of mine is the Flow Hive. Uh, the one one you I'm sure you know quite well, Justin. It's just a, a you know father and son couple up in Byron Bay who really reinvented the entire way um that uh, that you 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 you, you keep bees um and uh a, a beautiful design story and you know i spent years and years and years trying to figure this thing out and uh, have come up with a very very simple uh way of uh, of keeping bees in your backyard um just by simply turning a handle and uh the the, the honey pours out into a jar um we, we are, of course, an international awards program, so we, we get a lot of uh, internationally designed and developed uh, products and projects being entered. One I, I can't go past is obviously Tesla as a company in, in terms of an international uh, product. The Tesla Model S back in 2015, so in five years ago, won the uh, Design Award of the Year and at the time an absolutely groundbreaking uh, product uh, in the automotive sector, uh, and we've sort of seen now five years on where where Tesla has gone as a, as a company and really disrupting that that, that whole market as well. So, um, just countless examples, you know, of of really really great products, uh, very very innovative stuff that uh, to me just just continues to to push the benchmark for human ingenuity. Really. So if you're if you if you're to think about Australia and our abilities as a nation to design things, and you're an expert and you travel all around the world uh, looking at the best in design, how are we as a country, uh, how do we rank? Um, I'm, I'm hoping you're going to say we, we punch well above our weight, but I'm, I'm not sure what the answer is. Well, we rate very, very high. We've got some, you know, and I'll split design here just into two pods. There's the sort of product and industrial design side, and then there's our architectural design side, and both are up there with the best in the world. We've got some of the highest standards of design anywhere in the world. Um, you know, on the on the product and industrial design side, we're we're producing um, products that are world class. We absolutely are, and that's evident in in some of the, the the amazing projects that are submitted into into our awards each year. That are all from Australia, um, and they you know they've been 
benchmarked against uh, against international products uh, anywhere in the world, and and we always we always end up on top. So yeah, we are. We we punch way above our weight. Um, there absolutely is a fantastic design um, environment here. There's a fantastic design profession that are incredibly professional, um, very diverse as well, um, and. Um, yeah, so so for me, that's 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 very encouraging. I think where there's room for improvement is taking those designs and having them developed and manufactured here. That's a big discussion that's happening at the moment: is how do we we reshore, which is bring bringing these uh, these products back and having them manufactured here. Um, to me, that's probably where we can uh, put a lot more effort into. It's not not just about designing it here and having it manufactured in China or overseas. It's actually about designing the product here having it manufactured here uh, and, and keeping all that IP here as well around the, the product development process. It's not just one part of the design process, it's the entire part as well. So I think there's, you know, again, coming back to, to COVID, uh, maybe there's an opportunity to see uh, how we can, can actually bring a lot more manufacturing back here. Of course, it's got to be commercially uh, viable as well. And that's, that's always been the challenge, but um, I'm a big believer that, um, you know, Australian manufacturing is uh, has got a bright future ahead of it. Uh, it's a different model of manufacturing. It's much more smart manufacturing and uh, looking at things such as 3D printing and robotics and automation, um, and and of course having design sit centrally to that to that as well. Uh, if we can get all those components correct, uh, I'm fairly confident that Australia will would be positioned as uh, you know as a design led nation. Uh, with smart manufacturing uh, underpinning it as well. Dr. Brandon Gein, CEO of Good Design Australia. It's been a thrill talking to you today. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Justin. Pleasure to talk to you.